It's March 22nd, 2021, and we're back and we are live streaming here on The Real Kipper at Noon Show. Hope everybody had a great weekend, a busy one in the National Hockey League between Saturday and Sunday, 17 games. That included a postponed game between the Boston Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres. Interesting to hear about Boston and perhaps thinking that they caught COVID from an on-ice incident during that game because we know the New York Rangers went down, the coaching staff went down, and then ultimately the Boston Bruins. But they hope to be back in action as early as Thursday, back on the ice Wednesday. So we'll keep an eye on that. We also had on the weekend, uh, Akil Thomas, Quinton Byfield, and Devontae Smith-Pelly formed the first pro hockey line, an all-black hockey line, and that hadn't happened since the, the mid-40s, I think. So let's bring in somebody that watched that line in the mid-40s of Herb <laughs> Carnegie, Ozzy, and uh, Manny McIntyre. Mac, what do you remember in the 1940s from that line, and how did that compare to Byfield, Smith, Pelly, and Thomas? You mean I saw Manny Maholstra? He played for me. <laughs> uh, you know what? They were a real solid line in the forties, but it was, it, it was a different game then, you know, with the straight blades and the, uh, you know, the shin guards on the outside of the socks, it was really a little different, you know? So, well, all kidding aside, very inspirational. <laughs> isn't out of it, those isn't it great? Yeah. And, and I great did not, I did not hear that. I just saw some reports on it, uh, in the last five minutes actually. And, uh, that is, uh, that is, that is terrific. In, in, inspirational that's what it is yes, for many watching is. that so how was your weekend are you okay coming back at noon again because you hurried us on friday i hope pickleball went real well for you pickleball as a matter of fact they're having a, a major pickleball tournament here in delray beach so jill and i went up both on saturday and sunday and spent a couple hours up there watching pickleballers from all over the world play there was like 1500 pickleballers who converged in Delray for a pickle national pickleball tournament okay. pros right through to, uh, you know, seniors. So it was very inspirational to Jill and I, Jill picked up a new racket. Uh, so we'll play this afternoon at four against the people that I'm really getting pissed off because they beat us the last two times out our neighbors here. So it's, it's a lot of pressure I find. Well, good luck uh, to the tournament in the Del Bo Vista. Is that is that where you are? Isn't that uh, a Seinfeld episode or Boca uh, Del Rio? There Boca you Del go. Rio. There you go. Also on board, of course, uh, Joe and Jordan. And before we get into uh, the happenings in in the four divisions here, is there any way we can pop up uh, Joe's uh, background here? Because uh, is, is that. Joe, I don't think that he, I don't think that Joe is prepared for that. We could, um, we'll save no, that for another one. Okay, I haven't had a shower yet today, man. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, All you know. right. Well, listen, don't move Hulk Hogan. Okay. Because we're going to bring him in later on in the week. Okay. Cause okay. I love that. Somehow, some way we got a Hulk Hogan sighting, uh, near, near Joe. So I want to bring that up, but maybe, uh, later on in the week. All right. Let's get to the, the happenings here, Mac on the weekend, uh, tons going around. Uh, we're going to start by focusing on, obviously, the four divisions, North, Central, West. But I thought on this Monday, we can focus a little bit in the East. Um, and I want to go back to maybe where we all started at the beginning of the season. I didn't have the Pittsburgh Penguins in. They have been in comfortably up until this point. But I'm just wondering now with the recent news of Malkin coming out of the lineup what we think is a knee injury that could leave him out of the lineup for maybe the next four weeks. Now, when you look at Pittsburgh, Mac, over the last five, seven, I don't know, maybe even 10 years, I think we'd be hard-pressed to find an organization that has lost more man games than the Pittsburgh Penguins. But yet again, they're dealing without Malkin in the lineup. Well, look, um, they have lost a ton of man games. And the other thing that you have to address with them is what can be done to improve their chances of making the playoffs. I mean, obviously they're in third place in the East today, but they've got other teams have games in hand on them up to what four games in hand on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And what, what can the new management team do of Hextall and Burke 
to try to improve this when you lose and when you have a monumental loss like Malkin. I mean, if, if you're accurate and sometimes you are, sometimes you're off in these, <laughs> these, uh, these injury announcements. But if you're accurate and Malkin is out for four weeks at least, what choice, what, what options have they got to improve this roster? I look at this lineup and I think this is their second line right now is Rodriguez, McCann, and Kapanen. That's their second line. Um, that is, yeah. that is, that. so the what I'm trying to straight say there, good players, but no Malkin. That is a big loss when you take a big guy like that out of the middle of your lineup. And Sid is sitting there saying, uh, boys, I'm not ready to miss the playoffs. I'm not ready to miss the playoffs. When I say boys, he's talking about what is Hextall and what is Burke going to do to help this team get in the playoffs. Well, well, the cupboard is kind of bare when it comes to prospects and picks. We know that. They're now in a position, Mac, where they've been comfortably there for the last little while, and I'm talking Burke and Hextall, and I, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm I'm a little surprised that uh, they haven't done a thing. And I would have thought even tweaking it a little bit up until this point, but there's been nothing. And what's interesting in, in this dynamic, Mac, we're talking about two different type of personalities. They're both in, in, intense when it comes to Hextall and Burke, but one is a lot more conservative conservative than the other. And I don't have to tell you which one's which. Yeah, well, Hextall is is a patient guy, and that's how he built the Flyers, and he lost his job because he became very patient and a little bit paranoid, um, you know, with his management group. I mean, he was such a, I don't mean paranoid, but keeping things tight, keeping things in-house, and some of the upper management people were upset with it, and I'm talking about Holmgren and Clark, and uh, it cost him his job. Um now he's got Brian Burke as the go-between, who's not a patient guy. He always wants to do things on the fly and make a lot of changes. But what I'm saying is, how do you make changes to improve this hockey team with the loss of Malkin? Yeah. What do you do? Wilkes-Barre is thin. Okay, Wilkes-Barre is thin. And the prospect list and the draft pick list is thin. That is frightening. So to improve this hockey team, that's a lot to ask. But Sid, you know Sid sitting there, he watched Jimmy Rutherford do whatever he had to do from a pick prospect thing to make the to, to be a contender. I don't know if he's gonna see that with this with the Hextall leadership. They still found a way to get three and three out of four points against New Jersey, but it was clear the frustration after the two one uh uh, overtime loss on the weekend. Two quotes that really stand out to me uh, on this Monday morning, and they both came from Sid and Mike Sullivan. The Sid's was, if you want to win consistently, everybody has to chip in. And this is the one that got me the, the most, and that this is Coach Sullivan saying, it would help more if we can get more out of our bottom nine. Now, Mac, I've heard of bottom three. I'll, I've even heard bottom six. But I've never heard the term bottom nine. Is that a message from Sullivan to Hextall and Brian Burke? Well, have you looked at their bottom nine? <laughs> I just gave you their top their their top six, Gensel, Crosby, Rust. That's their top three. Then you go Rodriguez, McCann, Kapanen. Yeah. Should be better. And then it is like we're into Lafferty, Angelo, Goudreau, Sav I mean, this is a thin, thin group. So he, and then we haven't even talked about their defense. I'll tell you what the bright spot has been for this team is the play of Jari in goal. This yes. guy gave them a chance against the Devils the other night. I mean, th the shots were 35-36 in that game, and it was a, lot, a ton of real good scoring chances in the 2-1 in the 2-1 game. Brad they makes have a great play on the winning goal uh, in overtime, but their goaltending is has surprised me. I didn't think their goal. I thought their goaltending was going to be an issue. Jari has been a lot better than I thought he would. Just Smith has filled in. I mean, it's it's been good goaltending. Latang was a disaster early, but he has settled in and he's been a lot better defensively. Marino as well is starting to kind of step yeah. up a little bit. 
Uh, yeah. He didn't have the best start. I, I look at a guy like Marcus uh, Pedersen, um, who they've had in there the last few years, Mac. With with uh, all the talk about Ekholm and uh, Savard, could Pittsburgh dangle this guy with uh, a, a guy like Joseph waiting in the wings to to step in? Well, that then you know is 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 the patience of Hextall going to allow this to? Because look, what was the total conversation when Ron got this job? They are faced. Who was going to walk into the Penguins interview situation and tell them exactly what they had to do down the road? And that is at the end of this season, they're going to sit down and say, okay, we're going to move forward with this group or we're going to rebuild. That's really hard to say when you got Malkin and Crosby, Latang, and company on your list. So I don't know that they're going to give away younger type of guys to have one more run, it, you know, because even if they do, are they good enough to have another run? They want another run and they may get another run in, in Pittsburgh, Mac. Well, you can't ever underestimate Sid Crosby, what he brings to the table. You, and I said, that's why I picked them to make the playoffs, but I certainly didn't pick them to do have a real advancement in the playoffs, but with him, you never know. The, the numbers aren't great, Mac, but, you know, you, you don't have to watch a lot of the hockey game on the, uh, on the weekend with Pitt to understand how hard this guy plays. Oh. And, and while the focus remains on, of course, McDavid, Matthews, and Pat Kane, and the offense that they provide, we're so starved as fans and the media for, for this high-octane offense. But... Yeah. He's still our most complete 200-foot superstar in the league. Without Crosby. a doubt. Without a doubt. And, and uh, admiration from top to bottom. I mean, everybody. I mean, imagine walking into that Pittsburgh Penguins dressing room and not playing your ass off with this guy sitting in the room. Here's the, the, the reason they, it's really delicate here is the Pens, Boston, and the Flyers. Two of those three teams are getting in. Boston look okay, but not great. I mean, they had a good win over Buffalo, but Buffalo is, you know, big coaching change, and they haven't been very good, obviously. Flyers have stumbled big time. And the Pens, so two of those three are getting in the playoffs. So they 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 have a very good chance to get in. They've got a very good, although the games in hand are a little scary, but Philly aren't certainly, today you would have to say that Philly's a team that's going to miss. That's what you'd have to say based on how they perform. But getting in the playoffs and, and then going against the Islanders or, or Wash, how is that going to turn out? Well, if Philly would have played the way we all expected, then uh, then I, I would have been correct to, to suggest, like I did in our preseason show, that this is why Pitt was going to miss. Yeah. But I I didn't see Philly. You didn't see Philly. Nobody saw Philly with their struggles, a 6-1 loss. This is coming off, Mac, really a, a shellacking from the Rangers at 9 nothing, oh. but 6-1 to the Islanders Saturday really has, I think, Chuck Fletcher feeling it as general manager because I, missing I, the playoffs would be a disaster for this organization. I didn't see the 9. I, honest to God, when I saw the 9 nothing, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't see it. And I and I missed it, and I thought that can't be accurate. What I just saw nine nothing to the Rangers with their um, American League coaching staff coaching made Quinn feel real good. Coach Quinn felt good after the American League staff come up and win a couple of games. But look, um, <laughs> that is frightening. And and Chuck is feeling need his his big boys up front. I mean, Drew and these guys, Hayes, Drew. What is really going on with some of these guys? And then Chuck has taken serious heat because he didn't replace Niskanen on the back end. Okay. I, 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 I'm reading this, Mac, and I'm sitting there going, how good was Matt Niskanen? I, I what, appreciate him. Second like, coming to Bobby Orr? This is, this is the reason why the Flyers are struggling, Matt no, Niskanen? No. 
the reason the Flyers are struggling, number one, is I feel for the 22, is it 22-year-old Carter Hart? I mean, this guy, five on five, his save percentage is in the 800s. Five on five, your save percentage is in the 800s. That yeah. is absolutely horrific. And, uh, you know, he hasn't, I mean, I don't know in the last two months has he won a game that his save percentage was above 900. So there's, you know, their defense has struggled. Their, their goaltending has struggled. And some of the big boys up front are simply well, not big boys anymore. I, I can appreciate Provorov probably not feeling as, as secure um, without uh, a wily veteran like that, the, that veteran presence that, you know, I, I'll, I'll watch the house. Uh, while you do your magic, but there's been a domino effect off of that Niskanen. Clearly, probably more mental than it is physical here, but, you know, well, Myers, I know you're a big fan of Philip Myers, but, Mac, they, they, they've written this guy pretty hard here, especially coming off a, a new contract. Well, he's he's a kid that's, you know, made the team last year and he all of a sudden he's playing 20 21 22 minutes a night uh, he and Sanheim really the number two pair he he started with Provorov, Provorov as the number one right shot defenseman that's asking a lot for a, a guy with you know what 50 games in the league to step in and, and have to be a number one right hand shot defenseman so now he means he and Sanheim are back together Braun moves up to the number one pair with Provorov and Braun to me to me, at this stage in his career, Braun should be a 5'6". That's where he should be. But you've got guys, Gustafson and Prosser, is their 5'6 now in the back end. I mean, that back end right now is simply not good enough, especially when you're not getting goaltending the way – like, we we would have thought Hart was going, ready to have a breakout year. I, I would have bet – I would have bet not the house on it, but I would have bet, you know, a cigar on it. You know, a very expensive one of my Monte, cigar. One of my Monte Cristos or Cohibas. I mean, I I got the humidor sitting right up here. I got a hundred. Mac, of them this there. guy was he he was heading towards that kind of upper echelon, Carey Price kind of, you know, totally, totally uh, feel. Yep, he was. And is it too much too soon? Is it the mental part of the game of of carrying that on a night to night basis? Because no, no one saw the eight seventy five save percentage. Nobody. No, and, and I mean, look, he, we understand he's a kid. He's twenty two years of age, and if you've got an, a a team that's not very good in front of you, especially defensively, uh, you you're you're it's wide open. Like I, I didn't, you know, I thought the article Chuck Fletcher has had a bad year was the was the gist of the article that Chuck Fletcher's had a bad year. And then Vino says, I would fix it basically if I could. Like that to me is a comment. If my coach said that, we would be having a little session. Nick Kiprios, Doug McLean here on the Real Kipper at Noon Show. We are live streaming. If you're a first time watcher, hit the subscribe button right now. Get on board. Uh, we'll let you know. Closing in, in on 10,000, 10,000 subscriptions. Wow, on linemovement.com. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to we're going to hit that 10,000 mark by the way. Uh right right before the season uh the real season starts maybe in the playoffs Mac. What do you think? Oh, I, wait, we got a gun for that for trade deadline 10,000. Right. There you go. I mean seriously, tell your friends about it. I mean, come on. Wake up. <laughs> Let's pick up on Elaine Vigneault a little bit on that conversation. I, I like Elaine. I I think the one thing that you can say Mac is that he has a real presence and you know, I almost come, kind of compare it to a, a Pat Quinn. When a guy walks in the room, there's certain guys that can just command it. But I, I don't know if if just a, a real presence like that's enough anymore. Is it the X's and O's? Defensively, they're a disaster, Mac. Um, we we spoke briefly about it with, uh, you know, Niskanen out and, and the domino effect. But could this be a team now that, Chuck has to go out and get a and get a Ekholm. We've heard his name being out there. We believe that when it comes to Nashville, they've got to move him back. They're, they're, well, look, it's not if it's when. The the one thing you know there, and, and this whether people believe this or not, but there's relationships between general managers in the league, and and one of Chuck's uh, biggest boosters in his career has been David Poyle. 
uh, you know, family, a friend with Cliff Fletcher, Chuck's dad. And there's been a, there's been a, you know, a relationship for a long time between Chuck and, and David Poyle. So I can see, you know, I could see Chuck and David trying to make something happen. Ekholm is a cap issue, uh, but there's some pieces that could be worked out from prospect point of view to make Ekholm happen easier than a lot of teams. He'd be a great addition to the team. He he really would be. Um, Chuck, you you unfortunately the stage he's at right now. There, you can't be talking rebuild with the Flyers. This is supposed to be a contending team. Whether we believe it or not, that's the stage. If Hextall was there, Hextall would be under the same pressure. This should be a contending team. They've had their rebuild. They've had their wait for their goaltender. They brought their young blue liners along. They've got the core group up front. This team should be better. Listen, it's not this. This is an experienced coaching staff. We talked about Vigneault who had a good run in Vancouver, good success, obviously, in, you know, in, in New York, New York and, and on. Terrian, assistant coach. I mean, how much experience has this guy got? This is a very experienced coaching staff. And uh, no excuses. Sorry, there's no excuses right now. And it, it's, it's a ton of pressure. When you're at this stage in your franchise, there's a ton of pressure on the management and coaching staff. To, and players to get this done. Phil, Philly's a tough town. And it won't be a very forgiving town if they miss the playoffs. So we expect... You, you want to you believe that. We expect a push here out of Chuck Fletcher to yeah, change it sure. up a little bit here. And, and Chuck Chuck is a sort of like... Cliff, his dad, had the reputation of making the biggest deals in the you know history of the game. And Chuck is not... a Chuck's a patient guy. I, but I don't think... I don't think... We, I don't think Chuck can afford to be patient right now. I think he's got to try to make something happen. Yeah. It's going to be interesting out of the East here and whether or not, like we said on our thumbnail, can Pittsburgh hold on and will Philly push in the East? We have got to see to sum this up, I guess is our expectations are to see Berkey not sleeping at the switch here. <laughs> yeah throw the pressure on Berkey that's what you Berkey, do you know Berkey was you know he they he he's in there he and Hexy this is uh, this is this is the big uh, yes this was the big push where we sh and I think Sid is expecting Berkey and Hexy to make things happen here so oh they're not Let's wait and see. He, he, Sid does not want to burn this season. I can tell oh, you that. He's healthy. He's healthy. He feels great. He's done his part. Like, I mean, seriously, what more could you get out of Sid? All right. North of the border, let's go to uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mac, and, and the hot story coming out of uh, a lot of the media here is they just want to hand Jack Campbell the number one <laughs> job. And I look at this, Mac, and I say to myself, Jack Campbell came, when Jack Campbell got traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs, he had less than 60 career games under his belt. Now they want to throw it all on his shoulders to end this miserable drought of Stanley Cup's loss okay. year after year with the Leafs. I'm not sure I'm ready to do that just yet. How many games has he played this year? I... Three or four? 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 four games. So he's played four games this year. Two shutouts. Unbelievable. Back-to-back -back shutouts. He's played four games. He's looked good in all four, but it's four games. And they're so spread out. And they're spread out. Over four months. <laughs> and he's had groin, his, groin injuries, I believe. Um, this is a... You talked about this last week, about... Freddie Anderson's contract situation, which puts enormous pressure on Freddie, on the organization. Jack Campbell never has been a number one since Sault Ste. Marie, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe in the with, minors. With uh, Kyle, Kyle Dubas. And Sheldon Keith. Um, uh, I don't know not. if Sheldon was there yet. He may not have been. He may have been in Pembroke or he may have been in yeah. the Marlies. We don't know. Not the Marlies. But so 
you know what? Jack Campbell's looked good. I mean, he had, he, he, look, he had a hell of a game against Calgary. I mean, Calgary weren't really hitting in all cylinders. They looked like the, they looked like the Calgary Flames pre-Sutter. They looked like the Calgary yeah. Flames under Brian Sutter than the Calgary Flames under Daryl. Not to take anything away from Jack Campbell because, Mac, I, we, we've seen scenarios, albeit not many, where could Jack Campbell be the next Jordan Binnington where you have this, this guy that's been down and out the majority of his career. You know, he was drafted in the first round, Mac, I think, 10 years ago. By it's, Dallas or it, L.A.? Dallas, I believe. By Dallas. Yeah. And it's been a, a, a tough climb to even get to this point where he is today. Could he be the next Jordan he, Bennington? He, he, he might get that opportunity. I just don't like the odds, Mac. Well, the, the, the difference is this is supposed to be a Stanley Cup contending team, and everybody believes it. Most fan Toronto Maple Leaf fans believe it, are hoping that it's going to be the case. And what Stanley Cup contender has this much uncertainty between the pipes? The Freddie Anderson question is is big. Can he get it done? Can he win? And can Jack Campbell win it and stay healthy? Maybe more importantly. Um, so it's a real it's a real tough challenge. There's no this is. This is interesting. And can you win at playoff time with a third line of Thornton, Spezza, yeah. and Kerfoot? Well, just to, to, before we close off on this whole Jack Campbell, Fred, Frederick Anderson uh, conversation, Mac, the other thing, too, is, again, it, the, the sexy story is Jack Campbell. The media is all over it. But as a coach and a general manager, you've got to really consider here Frederick Anderson <laughs> And by chance that Jack comes in and and takes the net, even for a week or two weeks, and then starts faltering, you might have to go back to Frederick Anderson. You don't want to shit all over him. You don't oh, want to lose wanna, him mentally. You want to so believe it. You you better be very careful the way that you you, you this thing plays out here. I'm okay totally. with Jack getting the next start, and I'm okay with uh, the narrative that you want Frederick Anderson to work on a few things. But don't lose this guy. You can't afford to lose this guy. There, there, there's no way you can afford to lose him. And it's easy for the media, you know, to jump all over Freddie. I told you, I told you they tried to trade him. It didn't trade. You have to go into the playoffs with a number one goaltender on top of his game when you enter the playoffs. That's what you have to do. And you have to be ready for that. And you know you're going to be going against the Hellebuck. You know you're going to be going against a Carey Price. You know you could be going against a Markstrom. You could be going against a Denko. You don't know, who, you know, I mean, these goal, these teams have, have, you know, with the exception of Edmonton, have all potential to be stars in the playoffs. And we don't know what Smith can do. He's He's been a star in the playoffs too, Smith, earlier in his career. So, look, uh, goaltending in the North is going to be one of the key elements of who comes out and who wins, as it is. In everyone, not not to be um, Don Cherry, and let's go to the tapes um, when I said this, but I did say that it was really shaping up for for Jack Campbell here uh, to end up with this job. Yeah. I said yes, that months you ago. You and, did, and and I don't think Fred Frederick Anderson's a, a dumb guy. You, you didn't get extended. You're in your last year of your deal. Yeah. And the narrative is that you can't win in the first round. So it it was it was leaning Shaping towards up. it was leading towards this moment here of people screaming Jack Campbell's now the number one goalie with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That that was the narrative a while ago. And at this point, with twenty plus games left in the season, he's played four games. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I know. Doesn't matter if he's the best goalie, but yeah, that's that's where it makes it even tougher, yeah. you know, yeah. as to where where is he going to be? Right now, he's played damn well. He right. has, and he's a and he's a popular guy, and he's a team guy. And well, you, there's you nothing cheer for you him. Can, 
you, you can cheer, cheer for, for Jack him. Campbell. Yeah, you damn right. And Kyle knew him. Kyle liked yeah. him. Kyle respected yeah. him. That's why he did the deal. He believed in him. And you know, you just you just hope. Yeah. You know one thing when you go into the playoffs, you know other teams' goaltenders are going to be on top yeah. of their game. The Leafs, whether you believe the Leafs have to get great to amazing goaltending to win at playoff yeah. time. Well, they have to, or they're not going to have the success. Let me say this to you: If in fact Frederick Anderson has mentally checked out a little bit on the Toronto Maple Leafs, would he have mm-hmm. be the first guy to read the tea leaves? on where this thing was heading? No, no, he, he wouldn't be. And look, Nick, it's like the, it's like the forwards. Tea leaves are read by your ice time. Tea leaves are read by your contract status. You read the tea leaves. Like I remember a kid, you know, it's the famous line. Why am I always on the fourth line? Because if I had a goddamn fifth line, that's where you'd be. <laughs> You know, the Mike Keenan, uh, the Mike Keeney, Keenan, yes. uh, you know, yes. which is one of the famous. Uh, I mean, I wish to hell I would have heard that when I was in hockey because I would have used it weekly. But here, <laughs> here's the other thing. John Tavares reading leaves. Marner plays 20, over 24 minutes. Matthews plays close to 23 minutes in a 2 nothing win over Calgary. And John Tavares was around 15 minutes, and Nylander was under 15 minutes. That's an eight-minute swing from Tavares's ice time to Marner's yeah. six to seven-minute swing between Matthews' ice time to Tavares. What? Talking about what's going through his head right now, that is something that would really be interesting. Well, I, th- I think... You know, we're we're finding out where the place is for Tavares and a Nylander, and that is in the, in the second hole, Mac. Right? And they, they and are Hyman, they're they're secondary guys to to the engines, and the engines right? are Marner and Matthews. And I think Hyman. that's clear. And Hyman. And Hyman too. And you're, Hyman. you're right. You're right. Um, and those are the the mon- the minute uh, the minute munchers. There, right. I said it. Those yeah. are the minute munchers. Exactly. As far as 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 cookie monsters getting your points, you know Tavares and Nylander are going to have to find their their points here. And if it's just the power play, then it's the power play. But they're going to have to produce with real limited opportunities, unlike a Matthews and, and Marner who can't get thrown out on the ice fast enough. So, and I'm I'm going to say it, and I I suspect it's been preached. I don't get the same media contacts down here because I don't pay that much attention to the. Toronto media, but everybody's talking about the Leafs need a, a big forward. I'm not sold they don't need a defenseman yet. I watched them go through this stretch recently, and their defense to me is still playoff questionable. Still playoff questionable. Just saying. Well, so it's going to be fun to watch what all the teams do. What do Pittsburgh do at the deadline? What do Philly do at the deadline? What do the Islanders do with the with at the deadline with Leah? What what do the Leafs do? What are the hat? What are all these teams going to yeah. do at the deadline when you've got some big names out there available? It's yeah. going to be fun. Well, you mentioned Calgary a little bit, Mac, and and again watching them on on the weekend, and you know Jack Campbell full full marks for his uh, uh, thirty save shutout. Uh, but where where were their horses on the weekend and? You know, to to watch Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, and and, and Sean Monahan, they they didn't look like big threats for for Calgary on the weekend. Monahan didn't look like a legit number one, and I was quite disappointed in Lindholm. Lindholm has come in, in uh, to Calgary, gets and a free re- ride a lot of times, and gets and a free ride. Really has played well, Mac. He has yeah. been uh, a good player for them. But I'm watching a team trying to get into the playoffs in, in, in a bit of a desperate mode. Those three guys, as you would say, I don't think they pissed a drop on the weekend. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that won't – don't think that Daryl isn't studying every shift they play. You know, Daryl – like I looked the other night. Bennett played almost 17 minutes in that game. You know, he he he's gonna reward guys that play hard. 
when is it going to hit if we see this trend continue? Like, you know, they've played well for Daryl up until this game, but it's going to be game to game with Daryl Sutter, game to game. And he'll have no trouble. He'll have no trouble. Lucic getting big more minutes. Well, I've, I don't know if he's getting more, but he's I, well, I yeah, think he, he is. was close to he 17 is. minutes. Bennett was, Bennett was getting some good minutes. Yes. Uh, so to Kachuk, you know, is going to get his minutes. You know, so they better they better play hard. They better well, play hard. Some, Lindholm, Goudreau, Monahan. They're the big three. They're the big money guys. Some we've seen that uh, has benefited uh, the role players. Uh, Josh Levo got off to a good start. Uh, but he had like four minutes the other night. Ga- game know? to game, Mac. Game to game. Yeah. But we have seen certain guys in roles uh, rewarded. Uh, Hannafin seems to be of... Uh, a guy that uh, his value has gone up uh, paired with mm-hmm. uh, Tanov. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no question the number one pairing right now in Calgary. But I, I don't know if they're poised here to make any more moves here, Mac. When you go and sign Markstrom and, and, and Tanov, that, that's a huge yeah. commitment to yeah. not just get yourselves in the playoffs, but to take you deep here. I don't know if Brad Tree Living's got uh, any cards to play here going into the trade deadline. I think it's really tough. I mean, and, and Tanev has been a horse for them lately. Markstrom gives him a chance when he plays. I mean, how many off nights has he had? But they're on the outside looking in right now because Edmonton have surged. Montreal have regained a little bit here. Winnipeg is in there. Toronto's in there. I mean, yeah. it is not going to be easy for them to make the playoffs. It is not going to be easy. Even Vancouver's picking up a few points. So, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a grind. We talked about Malkin being out, uh, you know, two to four weeks. I'm also hearing Toffoli out uh, minimum two weeks, Mac, as well. Yeah, yeah. For Montreal, that's that's a that stings you. Yeah, big time. So, you know, and as we get down the stretch, the thing we have to continue to go back to is everybody's going to is talking trades, but with this quarantining situation, this this may we may see trade have to happen sooner and we've had some gms dubas in in particular commenting hey things may be moved up here because of you know the quarantine situation that we got to get through this so cross-border you, cross-border trades if you're an american team talking to kyle dubas that just sweetens the pot for me doesn't it big time totally totally you're because there's there's a little bit of nervousness and and how, you know, we got a guy in, coming into Canada has got to sit out, what, 14 days? That's and now, two weeks. So if, if we assume Ekholm's out there and we know Winnipeg would be interested in a guy like that, the other factor in, Mac, is, is Ekholm's got an extended contract. He's not a, a pending UFA or an expiring contract here. If If, you know, there is... Some rumblings. I think Chris Johnson mentioned maybe the Leafs might be interested in Ekholm, but there there's an expansion draft coming here. How do you how do you trade for an Ekholm and and think that you're going to protect him when you still have Muzzin out there and Morgan Riley and uh, Justin right. Hall, uh, right. T.J. Brody? Like, yeah, that makes seriously. no sense to me. Well, that's right. That's why the Savard is still out there, and now all of a sudden, and we know Savard's going to probably be moved, but. All of a sudden, uh, Columbus are sitting there saying, okay, we're tied today with Chicago for fourth place. We're playing. Corpus is on a roll right now, playing great. And Jones, if you watch Jones on the weekend, he was at absolute horse against Carolina in their both wins. Uh, they're, they're talking playoffs now in Columbus. And when you're in the the race, they're not moving Corpus Allo. I think I, I cannot believe for a minute they're moving Corpus Allo. Savard, does he get moved? Does Felino get moved? I don't. Do you, I don't do you, know. Do you, I don't know. How do you Some keep... franchises, it's important to make the playoff. For all franchises, it's important to make the playoff. For the Columbus Blue Jackets, that expectations were they were going to be a much better team this year. When you they watched... want in. When you've watched top assets walk out the door with no return, um, and who's Panarin but, and Bobrovsky, and I can't even remember it so long ago, Matt Duchesne, Duchesne. Did, he, did he walk Duchesne. for nothing? Yeah. Why would you let David Savard do the same but, uh, thing for a you team can't. that could still miss the playoffs? You can't. 
You can't. And that's going to be, that's the pressure on today's GM. It's not pressure on Buffalo with their free agents. It's pressure on Columbus because they're right there. But you've got to do what's best for the long term of this franchise. In all likelihood, there'll be a new coach there next year. In all likelihood. <laughs> Stop because, it. Stop you know, it. Because every time Tortorella is on the ropes and he is taking uppercuts and body blows, this guy comes right back and 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 turns everything around. And right now, Mac, they're in. No, they're no, but, in. But what I'm thinking is, does he walk away? Does he retire? He's got, he, you know, he's at a stage in his career that he's, and it, it's yeah. been rumbled. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think, you know what? I mean, Tell I don't me. think he gets, he's not getting fired. I'm not saying that, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that he may consider it. Yeah. You know his what he's going to do? He's, he's going to, if he does leave, he's going to leave. Um, and he's going to be on the Jimmy Rutherford program where I just need a little bit of time. And then exactly. he's going to go, Oh, time's up. I'm back in business. Yeah. yeah. And it was two weeks rest and relaxation for Jimmy. Yes. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a long holiday. Jimmy, Jimmy Rutherford hasn't had a holiday in 30 years. So he needed a couple of weeks to re re uh, invigorate himself. It is really remarkable that though Columbus is in a playoff spot today, Mac, when we look at, at the start of the season and it was Pierre-Luc Dubois, number one at center, number yeah. two, Max Domi. And now we look at their center ice and it, I see Roslovic, I see Stenland, I see Nash. Uh, Nick Felino sometimes I think, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what well, happened no, here? Who who, no. who stays in the playoffs when at the beginning of their season, they're, they're number one and their number two centermen are no longer in those positions? Well, because they picked up Line A, you know, who's a pure scorer and a power play guy, and it's something they really needed. But listen, we had the Blue Jackets in the playoffs preseason because it it, it was a ship division. I mean, we looked at this division and we saw Detroit, not a chance. Chicago, not a chance. Nashville looked like they're going to, could be awful. And all of a sudden, you know, Dallas or, I mean, what is going on that, with that? that? We, we had Carolina getting in. Yeah. We had Dallas getting in. So we could. We, and we, we had, but we, and we had Tampa Bay getting in, but we sure as hell didn't have. I thought Columbus was going to get in because it was so bad, the division. I really did. We still think, Mac, do we th real th really think that Dallas could still find a way to get back in this with all their games in hand? Well, how, do, how do they piss away a game last night? They're That's leading 2-0 two, two to Nashville, and they lose. I mean, they, they got a point. but that So now they're down to, what, four games in hand and five points out. And they're a month at least before Sagan and Bishop are back. They have been god-awful. And I know they're hurting, but they have pissed away some serious points. I I got to think, Matt. They should still, be in. Still, you know who looks exhausted? Jamie Benn looks like yeah. a shadow of himself. He looks like, I mean, this guy has, has done it for how many years? And he looks like a shadow of himself right now. But He needs some help. When we watched them last last season in the bubble, it was off the backs of Klimberg, Heiskanen, Lindell, right. uh, Jamie also, oh, oh, uh, uh, Jamie Penny's uh, brother, sister, sister of the Penny sister, Penny's brother, <laughs> Alexiak, Alexiak, <laughs> Alexiak, tongue twister. But it was off the backs and, of those four guys and Rup and, plus Rupe, Rupe hints. hints. Mac. A bunch of them, Yanmark, you Rupe Hints, and all these guys. Rupe Hints should be a star in this league, okay? A yeah. star. Big, strong mule. Yeah. And I don't know, some nights you watch and it's like nothing's there. He he reminds me, who was the big guy in, in uh, the Rangers, Hartford, New Jersey, the big horse down the middle, Bobby Holik. Is he a Bobby Holik guy? I don't know. I think he probably has more offense, or he, he should, looks like he should him. have better finish than Bobby Holik. He looks like him in a suit. He doesn't play like him in a game. Bobby Holik. Oh. You know what's battle. scary? Bobby Holik 
made more money in one year on a on an AAV than Sid Crosby ever will. I know. That's just wrong. <laughs> That's just so wrong. wrong. That's that just is wrong. So wrong. Well, we 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 did we do think Dallas still has a bit of a push in them. They they've got to. But I I mean, look, Corpus Allo's on a roll right now. I mean, Elvis is up and down. Um but they're playing well. I mean, for them to go into Carolina and win two to win two and they've got two more coming and then they got a bunch against Tampa Bay coming. I mean, they've got a tough road, but right now I li- you got to like what you're seeing out of the the CBJers. Did um did the Avalanche uh, pop a bo- uh, uh the balloon out of uh the Minnesota Wild here outscored in the last uh two games 11-1 Mac. Yeah. And 5 on 5 it looked like it was close, but they just blew them out. They blew them out. God, that's Grubauer, a okay. out of them. I have not been a big fan of the Avs goaltender, but I'm telling you, Grubauer has had a good year, and he's had a heavy workload. They bring in Johansson now, the backup yep. out of Buffalo, to help him. Um, the other guy's still injured, Frank Coos or whatever. So He's done for the year. So there, you're, there's a situation there that they think Grubauer can get it done. And again, they're supposed to win the cup. Grubauer, I believe, is an unrestricted free agent. It's very leaf-like. Except well, Grubauer has had a hell of a run this Grubauer, year. He's been really good. I don't think I, I cannot see Colorado making a, a, a major change. No, it they're really not going looks to. Like it's going to be Grubauer's right to the bitter end. Yeah, here. they're not going to. I don't think. Uh, Kirill, the thrill, uh, Kaprizov, Mac. Uh, he's really changed the look of this Minnesota wild team up yeah. front because it, it was really all about, I think, Zach Prezi and they kind of neutered him a little bit, you know, the I last mean, in the, hey, in the past it was Parise stall, you know, uh, now the thrill has changed the look of this team. They're all feeding off it. They're all playing more of a flow game, it seems, because of the way this guy plays. You know, it's really been amazing to watch. And I haven't watched them that much. I've watched them play maybe yeah. twice. I can't muster up the excitement to turn on the Minnesota Wild no, on TV. It's, I no, just but, can't muster up the no, excitement. No, you should. You should. I because... don't have the eight monitors in front of me like I used to have at Sportsnet that Berkey and I would share. And I had them basically to myself because he'd not off. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I really don't have the luxury of the multiple screens here. And so, you know, oh, gosh. Matt, Jill's watching The Bachelor in the other room. I want you. And I'm watching. You. And Shit's Creek. And I'm watching the one game at a time. I, I want you to make an effort for Minnesota because uh, they, they, they they have changed their look a little bit here. I know they have. Kirill. I, I got to watch yeah. them, but I just and their defense, have, a hard, Mac, I have a hard time hitting that. We, we've all, we've always kind of talked about their defense, but it, it's, you know, Spurgeon, uh, uh, Broden, and, um, and Ryan Suter have been really, really good. We'll see what happens with Dumba here. Some suggest but, he might he'll, he'll be out longer uh, than they they would have hoped, but, uh, but we haven't had a, an official report I think yet on that, as far as I know, anyways, from where I'm and, sitting. And Nick, uh, we've got to we've got to tell we've got to also talk about the job that Dean Everson has done yes. as coach. Dean yes. Everson has come in there and has really and, and not an easy job. So full marks to Dean Everson. Yeah. I think full marks to Billy Garen, who paid his dues in management. Yeah. Um, you know, to get his chance to be a general manager. And, you know, between Billy, uh, Billy's had some tough situations he's had to deal with. Yeah. And Dean Everson's done a nice job. He has. And even on the back end, Mac, how many times have we talked in the past about Minnesota and Ryan Suter leading the league in, in minutes at 27, 28? Yeah. And he's actually now a, a better defenseman now that, you know, he's he's playing on some nights five, seven minutes less. And he, he's had a he's had a really solid year. And he, you know, there was some a lot of questions about Suter and Parise and, and their and their leadership qualities. Well it was never a question yeah. about what Suter did on the ice and Parise yeah. did on this, because they both played their ta- you know, they're both hard players. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think Suter's bought into the Everson. Garen yeah. management team. I really believe he has. There, there's a lot of people that thought that maybe 
you know, those two guys maybe had the ear of the ownership a little bit more yeah. than what is usual between team stars right. and and um, right. and management or ownership. So I I think they're comfortable now. I, you know, I, I hope Zach Parise is comfortable. I know he is not yeah. happy with uh, some healthy scratches, but, you know, th- this is a team that could make some noise in, in, in a playoff scenario. They could, you know, could they be the Dallas Stars of, of last season? Maybe, maybe. Be is a, their goal? Is their goaltending good enough? You got Talbot, and um, well, know. up until about uh, you know two games ago against Colorado, you know people were speaking very highly of the of the tandem there with the, yeah. the young kid and uh, and yeah, Talbot. Right. right, exactly. It's been a good it's been a good tandem. So Talbot, you know you know what you're getting from Talbot. Cam, he's a battler in the net. He's a battler, and to me. I know it's a, you know, to me, he's the perfect backup, but this guy can win you some big games. He's a, he's a, he's a gamer. So yeah, full marks to them. So it's going to be a fun, uh, they'll be, they're a team you would not want to play in the first round. Guaranteed. You know, the Tampa Bay, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are kind of making us look good last week on our thumbnail, Mac, about uh, reasons why Tampa should repeat. Nick. They win last night against Florida Panthers, who have been really good, with their backup goaltender in, McElhaney. Yeah. Not that McElhaney's not a real good goaltender, and he's been a, just a super backup to be able to come in and make the big big plays, but McElhaney wins against a, the, the best team right now, you know? So, Yeah. Uh, they're, they're deep, Mac, and Vasilevsky, unlike other teams, they don't have that question mark on on who's going to be leading them and can he get the job done. We know he can and he has in the past, and I think they're all chomping at the the chance to do it again. Yeah, I mean, it, they they look good. And did you see the play last night on the empty net goal where I believe it was Palat made the game? He's it's a it's basically a two or three on O. Yeah, Chernak point, and he and he he easily could have put it in the empty net, and he feeds it over to Point, who drills it into the empty net. I'm thinking that's a pretty that's a pretty unselfish front line winger they have there. Yep, it's so looking it's good so far. Yep, it is. So, uh, Jordan, you out there? Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, uh, last week I wanted to get into it uh, a little bit. Uh, did we, we we talked about the top shop right we we got into it on the air did we not yeah, we or did we do that some, before uh, that some nfts and stuff like that recently what's on your mind no i just want to know did you did you find out the value of of some of your uh digital content so actually, did we know what's, what the, what's interesting the price is that over the weekend there was a big a, a lot of controversy a lot of selling like as much of like a 60 percent dip in in these markets so uh i didn't get a pack wow. joe got a pack the other day the way it works is you, you press a button you sign up and you pray that you get a pack. Joe got one last week. I didn't get one, so I don't know. Joe, for what, a hundred bucks? What'd you uh, pay? One seventy-five, Joe? Is that what it was? I think it was two twenty-nine for this one, but they go all the way down to like fourteen bucks. But yeah, I chose not to open this one, which uh, after the weekend, maybe not looking so hot. Probably could have flipped it for what do you think, Jordan? Like the, some of those are going like five, ten x, like right away. Now probably uh, I don't know. After you're, you're all this, probably competing with other sellers at this point, to be honest. But yeah. I sold a, a player for $25 and and outside of the most hardcore basketball fans no one on earth knows who he is it would be like getting one of max six line wingers you know that's uh, <laughs> down in uh, like on the bench in Wilkesbury Pennsylvania right now like that's what or it getting, would be like or getting mac on a card right now hey i don't know i i actually saw on twitter the other day um or somebody commented on our youtube that they got a goal and an assist with you in NHL 96 kipper have you even busy you've been scoring goals and Thank getting assists very much. yes yes i think that was uh it's still coming off my heart for a day when I was uh, almost a 20 goal scorer. Mm-hmm. A couple of programming we notes. Coming up. We have to listen to that. Do we have to listen to that again? Yeah, uh, just read it in the book. Yeah. Read it in the book, Mac. It'll be good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, coming up, a lot of trade stuff today. In the next couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline, we'll be doing a lot more trade related content. And then for the deadline, we'll do a little special for that. Very excited uh, to see what that leads us to so if you have a favorite team that you would like us to discuss a player that you feel like should or could be on the move comment let us know let us know on twitter at 
line underscore movement at Kipper Ooh. at Doug, all that stuff, and uh, we'll talk. Who's about the it. Who's our big fan in Las Vegas? The lady who just went after me because I didn't say Flurry was the best goalie in the NHL. I thought, oh my God, she's she's emotional well, about her. Listen, uh, keep about up her. Uh, yes, yes, Vegas, keep up the good work. Stay on Mac. Stay yes. on him because she's you know, all over me. I, I she can't, should I'm be forget, Mac. I'm just forgetting her name. I wish the hell I knew it. I feel like we, we're a pro flower podcast here. We talk about them all the time. Oh my god! All the yeah. time we talk yeah, about the flower. I felt terrible. And I you guys, terrible. I love him from the Wilkesbury days. Yeah. When I was growing yeah. up, going to those season ticket games, like I was watching him there, and I was thinking to myself, "Okay, let's go." Good to hear that uh, Robin Leonard uh, is 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 doing well. You know, I mean, Mac, yes. he talked about it in his press conference about uh, uh, the concussion, and we did say it was is physical. Uh, that we were reassured that I think we mentioned that about a month ago that uh, you know it was not uh, uh, mental health related in terms of uh, his situation. So that's great news. Yeah, it sure is, and you know, look, they're 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 positioned. They're positioned pretty well, you know. So uh, it'll be a fun little struggle right now. A little bit yeah. on the power play. Uh, they've got some tough loss. Key people out. Pacioretty has turned into, uh, you know, as uh, Peter DeBoer said, a pretty important player for them. Uh, but uh, Max, I mean, right, right, right along with Colorado, they're going to be right there. Oh, it's going to be a war in that. It's going to be a war in that division. So. You know, what are you doing? Because Calvin Calvin Peterson makes 42 saves last night or 40 saves last 41 saves last night to beat them. Uh, I mean, that's a big win for the LA Kings. What do you do now if you're LA and you still have Dowdy and Kopitar and you're paying them big money to win now, Mac? Would you? We're going to get into this because we're at at some point, we're going to talk trade talk, but. They're they're going to have to make some tough decisions oh, here. Oh. You know, we talk about Sidney Crosby going to they're you know, sending out the uh, the spidey senses that I want help. I want to get deeper here. I want to go for a run. What would do Dowdy and Kopitar oh, and, be telling and, Rob Blake and Luke Robitaille? And what if, what has Dowdy got left on his deal? And at what number is it? Not like six. He's eleven. More years? I, 11 at six more or seven more years. If it's not six, it's five for sure, Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big, that's a nut. big nut yeah. to win yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. All right. What are you doing? Because sometimes at the end of the show, you kind of nod off and then you put your head well, when, down when, and what well, are you like, George, what are you planning? When, you going through George, your strategy right now with Jill on pickleball? No, when, when Jordan comes on, I have a, it, I have a tendency to nod off. When he, when he <laughs> that has more to do with you, bro. I really do. I really do. <laughs> I'm kidding, Jordan. I'm yeah, kidding. No, no, it's, but it's you talk about shit that I don't understand. You know, well, that's so what we're here for. You know, you know? Well, know. We're, we're, we're here to keep you uh, keep you invigorated, <laughs> up, more youthful than usual. Loop. You know, how was your know, skateboarding? Do you do any 1080s? Any kickflips? No skateboarding this weekend. I, okay. I put the electric. What's it called? The electric skateboard. What's the it mono called? Monoboard. Yeah, I put the monoboard away. <laughs> Uh, did you okay. guys see the tweet on Twitter? I put it on the screen for a little bit, but it has a, a little. Some, one of our fans made a gif of Doug wearing a pimp costume. Would you? I'll put yeah. it on screen for everybody again. But man, what this is? This could be a good winter look when you come back to uh, Canada in the. And uh, why did he put that on? Uh, why would he put that on? In response to our thumbnail, he says, "Mac be like dot dot dot." Any and you know, just being you, being being all cool and oh. and pimping oh, as they okay. say. Pimpin okay. is what pimpin is. I like, Looking good I like too, eh? Looking good. And people say a lot. I get a lot of comments about my face is sunburned, but it's got to be the goddamn lights or something in here because it's it's not flushed or is it? I get excited, but it it seems you the show is a red face. Good. You are looking good, buddy. <laughs> okay, You're... it's not about. It doesn't have to always be about me. Let's you know. Let's move it along here. Thanks for having me. You're no Steve Dangle. Yeah, but you're good. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right. Doug McLean <laughs> coming from sunny Florida. Heading to the skateboard uh, park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> Doug McLean, everybody. Joe, Jordan, we good? All set? Good to go, bud. All right. We're good to go. And for all of you watching again on this Monday, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, hit the like button and those subscriptions. Keep coming, and then we'll give you everything you need to know about the Real Kipper at Noon show. Like Jordan just mentioned, a lot around draft 
uh, or trade deadline day, not draft day. Don't don't jump ahead on me here, Kipper. Uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Whether or not everything we hear comes to fruition, we don't know. But we do know that teams are trying. They're making calls. There seems to be a lot more confidence right now in, in where we're heading, I think, um, during this pandemic, you know, as the vaccines get going, we start seeing more fans maybe come into the building. Maybe it's going to be that extra adrenaline shot that teams say, yeah, I'm ready to make a, a big move now. But we'll have to see how this thing plays out. But lots of talk, lots of names being bantered right now. So if you want to hear them, you're going to hear them on the Real Kipper at Noon show. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you on Wednesday.